I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're talking again. Nobody's for me. Welcome, dear listeners, to a bonus terrifying Halloween edition of the Swapcast podcast. I'm your hellish host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have the spine-tingling <laughs> Lucy Thomas and the bone-chilling Beastly Brendan. <laughs> I already said bone-chilling, you didn't oh. have to say beastly instead. Anyway. He was doing the thing they do on The Simpsons, you know, like for the Halloween episodes. Yeah, anyway. This I'm is nothing continue. like that though. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies to those weary souls who tuned into this broadcast to hear us talk about Alec Baldwin having sex with elderly men in Prelude to a Kiss. <laughs> For this week, we are watching an even more terrifying entry in the body swap movie genre that we will break down for you, tell you who in the cast is as hot as the fires of hell, <laughs> find the most horrifying reviews from around the internet, and finish with some creepy, tenuously linked film and TV recommendations. Our viewing on this hallowed eve is the 1971 Hammer Horror film <laughs> Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde, starring Ralph Bates and Martine Beswick. The IMDb plot synopsis for the film states, a Victorian scientist fi- tests a serum that transforms him into a sensuous murderess. <laughs> We require communication from the spirits of our listeners, so call on us using your Ouija board, or try emailing us at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com, or hit us up on our socials at the underscore swapcast on Twitter, the swapcast podcast on Instagram, or search the swapcast podcast on Lucifer's Playground, aka Facebook. If you want to support our show, you must rate and review us on iTunes. It's the best way for us to enlist new victims into our cult. A (laughs) hundred iTunes reviews and we will fulfill our most common fan request to review Face Off. Face Off. Face Off. And most importantly, you may avoid the curse I'm placing on all of our listeners that do not submit a review on iTunes. (laughs) Is that the go fuck yourself curse? Yeah. (laughs) Very nice. Well done. You did it the whole way through as well yes the entire episode i was thinking like this (laughs) switch off (laughs) um so happy halloween everyone happy halloween so we are all in costume yeah yeah lucy (laughs) is dressed up like a pink caterpillar (laughs) because i'm covered from head to toe in blankets and brendan is Dressed up like a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What does that make you? No, he forgot to wear his costume. I I made a mistake. (laughs) What does that make you, Paul? What are you dressed up as? Um, I'm dressed up. He's the masked singer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm Cody Simpson. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, so big Halloween plans, everyone. Well, so we're recording this a couple of days before Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, I'm going to come to your house on actual Halloween. How about you, Brenda? Are you coming to my house <laughs> on Halloween? <laughs> womp womp. I have, I have a other engagement and you know this. You're out of the podcast. <laughs> You're up That's the project. Fine. That's fine. It doesn't seem fine. You've already called me a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, tension's been real high tonight, guys. Well, luckily we got... Paul's high on cold and flu medicine. Yeah, uh, forgive, forgive my ghoulish voice this episode, but I am dying of a cold. I'm and Vincent Price. <laughs> and so is Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Brendan's the only one that's managed to escape this Yeah, but you'll cold. be sick now because you've been in this hermetically sealed room with us. <laughs> I feel like we all, there's always one of us that's sick. Maybe yeah. this is why we should stop the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're just continuously giving it to each well, other. We're swapping microphones <laughs> and sharing gems. And just making it stronger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde. Mm-hmm. This week's special bonus Halloween viewing. Mm-hmm. My question to you guys. Is Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde a good swap film? Good Halloween viewing or is it both or neither? Neither. Neither. <laughs> Twice. So boring. <laughs> well, the f- first question I asked when we finished was, how long was this movie? And Paul said... 90 minutes. And Brendan goes, like, 90 minutes! What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it dragged on. It wasn't scary. They didn't do a good swap. And it wasn't... It was terrible. <laughs> Oh no! It I was liked so it. low rent, Paul. It I was like so it. low rent. I, 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 I know what you mean. Like I felt like it got old. Like I was sort of in the mood. I was enjoying it for for a bit. And then no, it- I very quickly didn't like it. <laughs> Was it the murder of all the women? Yeah, it it was not a great message. It was just Jack the Ripper. Yeah, they mixed up Jack the Ripper, like all this different like law from, well, I guess that's not law, but... Yeah. (laughs) That really happened. Yeah. Burke and Hare. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised Sherlock didn't make an appearance, but... Like, I, I just thought it was... Interest. It was an interesting film. It had a lot of interesting ideas behind it, and that's what kind of yeah, got me through. Yeah, but usually, like in a movie, you're supposed to like fill it up with events and um, talking <laughs> and like character development and fun stuff. This was just a lot of nothing. Yeah, I like. I can see why, and I mean, I'm being hypocritical right now because, like, I think in the last couple of episodes, I've talked about how I don't like films that don't have um, like relatable main characters. The main characters of this film are like actual pieces of shit. Like (laughs) Jekyll is the the worst, the actual worst. Yeah. He's rude. He kills people. Yeah. For his own, like he wants to do his medical experiments and he's like, this is for the greater good that I kill these people because it furthers my experiments. Yeah. He puts a a moral dilemma to to the um, love interest. To to fucking Susan, the upstairs neighbor, (laughs) who's the fucking dumbest dumbest idiot that I've ever seen in my life. He's like... Uh, I've got this complex complex moral quandary. Who do I take it to? Fucking Susan. stupid Susan <laughs> upstairs. And he says, what does he say? Uh, if there's a, a lifeboat with five people on it and yeah. then there's a big 
Yeah, he was doing the trolley car um, yes. dilemma, but on a grand on a scale. Boat. Yeah, yeah. Like, would you sacrifice a lifeboat with five people to save a cruise liner with the five thousand people? Like, what the fuck, Susan? Got to know about this. <laughs> and she's like so bli- blindly in love with him. She's like, yes, do whatever. <laughs> You must kill those people in the yes. lifeboat. You simply must. You ever must. <laughs> she was the worst character I've ever seen. She was the villain. She, she was the worst one. <laughs> she's like the first time she meets Jekyll, she's like, hey, how you going? And he slams the door in gives his her, face. Gives him in the her fuck face. Off, yeah. And then she goes upstairs to her mother. Oh, that Jekyll is the loveliest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so can you properly do the plot? <laughs> can, we, can, can we go a little more into how dumb Susan is? <laughs> no, I'm really offended that you could watch a whole film like this. Again, about the murder of women. And this is what you have a problem with. Like, the problem with the thing that the is neighbor the, was a little bit daft. That just is so stupid. The film may have been about the murder of women, but it it brought forward a strong female character in Mrs. Hyde who was doing the murdering. So doesn't that offset all the women murders? <laughs> trying, trying to rile her up. Doing a great job. Uh, nah, well, like, uh, yeah, I'm being facetious. I can totally see if film felt icky in terms of like, but I mean, it justified in the plot, it justified the fact that all the victims were females under the age of 20 years old (laughs) because he needed it for his experiments. Oh my God, that dude that worked at the morgue, I won't forget. That's just how I like them. Fuck me. So gross. So <laughs> oh, there gross. were so many, so many creepy things we need to unpack. I feel sorry for morticians. They get a bad rap like in these every movies. Every film they're in, they're like, yeah, the necrophiliacs or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, can you really do the plot? Because okay. there's something I want to like. Okay. I need to fine tune because there's something that's just not properly addressed. Okay. So the film is about the scientist, Dr. Jekyll. He has the goal in life to cure all diseases and he's starting Ambitious. He's, actu- he's actually making progress he's already c- cured one disease and he he has this timeline that he'll cure a disease every two years but then one of his colleagues offhandedly goes well if you do that there's too many diseases you won't be able to cure them all before you die so then he thinks, oh, okay, well, I instead of curing must. diseases, I need to find the elixir for <laughs> eternal life. And then once I do that, then I can live forever and cure every disease. Delusions of grandeur. <laughs> what a psychopath. So then um, he well, I, he realizes that the cure for eternal life is female hormones because women, uh, they don't lose their hair. So yeah, they're like coat and skin, <laughs> and their skin's yeah, like the, nice. That female hormone scene is like <laughs> waiting to be turned into a meme. He just kept yelling, "Hormones, female <laughs> hormones!" <laughs> um, so he realizes the best way to harvest female hormones is to go to the mortician and like cut up their cadavers and take. I what get- is he extracting from them? Well, they said it's in the bottom part of their body, so I'm. 
guessing he's taken out their ovaries or something in that nature. But he's stabbing them all in the neck. Yeah, I feel like it's the glands, the hormones or something. <laughs> because it was never addressed and they never showed you. It was yeah. so stupid. <laughs> I feel like it was supposed... Because uh, one of the characters does say... He only cuts up the bottom of the body so we can sell the top half still. Oh, he mm. did say that. But he definitely stabbed them all in the neck. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good so, kill spot, I guess. I don't <laughs> know. Oh so then uh, his first uh, experiment, he puts a fly in a container with the with the hormones and then falls asleep <laughs> for three days. And then when he wakes up, the fly's been turned into a woman. So then he Into a female <laughs> It's returned to a female yeah, fly It's like it's late eggs it's a, it's a sexy woman in a little glass Close, jar yeah. <laughs> um, So then uh, he decides to experiment it on himself So he starts drinking the ovary juice <laughs> um, Turns into a woman It's Temporary at first And then the more he takes it The more involuntary it becomes And then it's the classic Jekyll and Hyde story Where it's Hyde starts, take, starts <laughs> taking over Jekyll mm. um, How classic was the uh, the transition shots Whenever they're trying to like do the camera tricks To make it look like he's changing bodies Yeah, there's and- a lot of hand acting in this film Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know what? I think that was... What I really liked, like that is the stuff I really fun. liked about like, that Like they were trying to solve a problem. But yeah. it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. It was just poorly done. Like it wasn't even like, ha ha, look how funny. Like it was just shit. <laughs> I thought the first time they swapped was really- In the mirror? Uh, actually, That's what I'm talking about. No, no. The Oh yeah, like he the, slumps the over initials- in front of the mirror and then it, the camera kind of goes and zooms into his back and then comes out and then- it, it, he's yeah, they've obviously a woman. put a set it in behind the mirror. It was fairly like, like seamless, not oh. scary. Like it, it was a good effect. I thought that. Uh, I thought there was a genuinely yeah, well clever. done scene. Like, it was funny. That part was fun. <laughs> yeah, but also I feel like this film wins the award of creepiest swap, swap reaction. Check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when he like looks at his boobs. Yeah. And it's like, it, when was this film made? What? 1971. His, t- his titties? <laughs> um, and then there's like, he's like swapping back and there's a man hand touching the boot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, a lot of hand acting in yeah. this film. It's like yeah. they yeah. always use hand the hands. On, on the face. There was, the, like, yeah. It's always the hand And I just love, first. can you imagine like the wider shot is like a man crouching down in the same dressing gown <laughs> touching her face. Or her tit. Oh, so bad. Also, when she changed, she's completely naked underneath. Does that mean that the... That the doctor was completely naked under his dressing gown. He's like had people in his house a million times with nothing but like a tiny bit of cloth separating him and and them. It, it was a great it, check though. Like just like whips open his gown and ch- checks out his boobies, and then he just starts grabbing them and laughing maniacally. Like <laughs> he thing, loves his. Boobs. The thing about the swap is it's not. A normal swap because it's not he's not having his own like well, you said it's, it's like kind the, her of, personality takes over yeah but 50 50 i think the more like because when he first swaps mm-hmm. she's kind of seems a bit clueless about everyone like when she she meets susan's brother 
and she doesn't really know who he is and yeah. she doesn't know that she's been named Mrs. Hyde. Mm. But then the longer it goes on, she seems to remember more about who he was. And so I feel like... Because it's like if it was him in that body, like yeah. pretend, just pretending to be her, Yeah, I don't think he should... Like he'd be making out with people, and but I think this film <laughs> is all extent. an allegory. Like this film is all an allegory for like his repressed desires, his his repressed female desires. No, this desires. film was very stupid. It doesn't have that much depth. <laughs> I I know that's what I read into this film. I mean, I th- that's the text of the original. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde as well is like it's all about repressed emo- uh, desires and all your dark side that you you push down. But I think this film is about like his female side that he's repressed. Mm-hmm. Brendan, thoughts? <laughs> like I agree, it was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know if it was there. I feel like like in the like a modern context we we read the, like we read into these things yeah. you know what i mean like we we watch him like you know look at a dress and be like oh like you know like he it was like oh does he like is it plague him that he can't wear that or and the same with like howard like when he's like goes out to like caress his face and it's like <gasps> yeah like i think it, I, I don't know to me it felt no, very I intentional feel like if if it was that then there would have been a shot of him in the dress and we never got yeah, it. yeah that was very like apparent to me that we saw her plenty of times in his yeah outfits. exactly Total bullshit. This film yeah, shits the, all over women. The, the like, one time he did swap, while the one scene where we saw him fully swap back into his own form while in her dress, it zooms in right, so all you can see is his face. eyes, and mm-hmm. that's it. I feel like mm-hmm. the actor was like, "There's no way you're getting exactly. Me in a fucking this dress. film was bullshit." Or the director's like, "People are gonna just laugh when they see him in the dress, so they don't want to. They didn't want to show it." Come on, that's the only Bloody Jack Lemmon and um. Whoever did bloody some like it hot. What yeah. year was that? And what that actor was is before that? that Tony Curtis. Yeah, Tony Curtis. Yeah, um, not tonight, Josephine. Yeah, but I, I mean that, that was movie. a comedy though. So, like, there was a few jokes in this one. <laughs> oh, I hated Remember it. Howard? Good old Howard. I fucking hated it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I think I think it would be interesting to get a trans person's perspective on this film. I, I, I feel like it could either go one way or the other completely. I could see so I, I could see them going, this is the worst piece of trash mm-hmm. and I hate it and it's offensive. I could see them also saying, oh, there's some interesting subtext and cultural context to the time it was I made. I want to see the film that has the subtext. It wasn't this film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like in the end of the day, it's still an exploitation exactly. trash film. But... <laughs> And also just so British and so bad. Like, (laughs) so many bad haircuts. (laughs) Oh, the haircuts. I mean, we'll get more into that, into Hot or Not. But, yeah, it was pretty brutal. And just, like, shitty voiceover and, like, terrible set design. (laughs) There was a bit where someone was selling hot potatoes on the side (laughs) of the road. Like, it just wouldn't have been that hard to make convincing hot potatoes. It would just, I was outraged. 
But I don't know, the, the stuffy British accents kind of like lend this film an air of sophistication. It is absolutely that thing where it, you, it's like because it's a British accent you think it's clever, yeah. but it yeah. wasn't. There was barely any speaking in this film. Uh, There's like countless sketches about that very thing about p- British people. It's like Russell Brand. He's not clever. <laughs> so I think we all thought, know what the best scene in this film was. And that was when uh, Mrs. Hyde seduces Susan's brother Howard and has a make-out scene with him and they have the loudest kissing <laughs> scene of all it, time. I gagged. It was awful. <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> and like, Sorry to our listeners. Even, even to watch, it was like just awful kissing. It looks like they had never... Kissed a human person before. <laughs> For such a horny movie, there wasn't much sex. There were there. Was there any sex in this? What film? about when uh, she took all her clothes off and she had fucking bloomers on underneath? Didn't you think that was sexy? <laughs> it was pretty hot. Oh my god, it was awful. <laughs> See, and again, another interesting choice because she's was like willing to get naked in other scenes. Why didn't they make her naked in that scene? I feel to like make as it- well, if we knew anything about anything, I feel like they didn't nail the time period for this at all. I felt like some of the clothes were off and it, yeah. it, it wasn't good. There, there was one character who had the worst glued on sideburns I've ever seen. <laughs> like I just, didn't notice it looked that. like a Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah. But it is funny. Like uh, when you see period films, from the 70s and then from the 80s and from the 90s mm. and now, even though they're all set in the same time period, they always kind of look They have like, the stamp of yeah, the decade they're yeah, from. Yeah, it's totally. like, that's a 70s version of Victorian times. It's also a- like that with the future. Yeah, it's like the 80s future was so like. But I feel yeah. like it's more acceptable with the, with the future because nobody knows what it's going to look like. Whereas with the past, you'd think there'd be a standard template to go through. Go I guess of. so. Every time the town crier announced a murder, it was just like yeah. the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> Everybody hear, listen up. Hear this, hear this, a murder. Like it was so stupid. A vicious murder uh, in said, Whitechapel. Down on leg of mutton yard. Oh, really? How many script writers do we have sitting around who couldn't think of anything better than leg of mutton yard? Fuck me. That's like stickball avenue. That's so stupid. But it's England, so there probably is a leg of mutton yard. Well, can an English person please like write in and correct me? I yeah. thought it sounded silly. Dear Swapcast Podcast, as a resident of leg, <laughs> leg of Mutton Yard, so I'm what, deeply their address, offended. Their address is five leg of mutton yard. It intersects with a great papan. <laughs> Give me a break. What I want to know about Victorian times is what's the deal with lime pits? And yes, why do they lime have- pit. What is that? <laughs> so it's a punishment that you get thrown into a pit of lime and it blinds but you? Surely they don't have like... Giant pits of it to uh, throw people in? Yeah, like surely there's another function to the lime. Because also like even if it is this punishment, it's like all the people standing around would be affected exactly the same way as the person in the pit. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand. That. I love, I love in that scene as well when it like zooms in on the guy's face. You just see like the camera slid smush into his face, <laughs> and his nose just. Oh my god, so low rent, Paul. Give me this. Why do you argue that you're on the losing team? 
<laughs> and it, the, she was so sassy, like when she changed into herself and she was like feeling herself and she got clothes. Oh, man. And she picked, oh, I'm going to wear all these bright red clothes to go around murdering people in. <laughs> that was a really smart idea, starting, wasn't it? Starting with the curtains. Yeah. <laughs> Tied into an amazing dress. Yeah. Yeah. That is um, SPF 18 level dressmaking. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> And then, as soon, like the first time she like steps out, she just sees Howard, and she's like, "I fucking that guy to death." <laughs> um, and it, every time they did that hand acting, hand yeah. changing thing, what were you thinking in your head? I don't know. She had man hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. Every time. I want to make a supercut of this film and just put Jerry in the corner doing that. She had man hands. Um, and also, at the very end, um, there was like some camera trickery with the mirror. There was like a, yeah. a cut in the mirror. And when it happened to her... yeah. She looked like Michael Jackson. Yeah, actually, that was so <laughs> creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was like, I thought the thriller... Oh, now it's a scary thrill, movie. The, the thriller song was going to start. It was so dumb. So, at one point, he's talking about changing into Mrs. Hyde. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I hate it because like all these people are getting murdered. But also, I need her for my experiment. Why? What was the experiment? He was turning into her, and then while he was her, he was killing more girls so that he, he could, could become to, her again. It wasn't sustainable. But like. also, like, him trying to blame her, it's like, you fucking killed women before. Like, <laughs> she was you around, killed yeah. two by yourself. Yeah. Like, And it wasn't until his his man bro, like, gets killed that he actually has, a, like, a conflict. Yeah. Yeah. A man died. <laughs> this is getting serious. Wait, it wasn't a, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Was it a sex worker? Oh, oh, and no. That's totally I, what, yeah, it was like they called them street walkers and it was just like put yeah. across that they were just totally disposable. Yeah. It was like, very, it made me very mad. And, yeah. And yeah, because he has like a, a conflict, like a conflict within when it's Susan. Like yeah. he's, you know, all and of like, a sudden struggling against it. I felt so much for like, there was a couple of those um, sex workers that was had so much more personality this. in their 30 <laughs> seconds than fucking Susan. Mm-hmm. That drunk one, especially, she seemed like a really like fun Funny girl. Person, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My other question, like not to go back to Susan, but you got to. So Dr. Jekyll is like, I feel yeah. like you guys obsessing over this character <laughs> just tells everyone everything they need to know about like the way men and women are like the fucking barometer that they're measured against. Like it, it is unacceptable that we're still talking about this. <laughs> but back to Susan. <laughs> Hillary Clinton wore <laughs> ugly clothes. That's what you're doing right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a scene like towards the end of the film. Do- Tread very lightly she, she here. Goes, she goes to Dr. Jekyll and she's like, you know, even though you've been treating me like a piece shit. of shit, um, can you go on a date with me tonight? I've got tickets to a show. I'm going to pay for you. And he's like, I am fine. I'll do it. Promises to take her. Completely which, forgets. What is he? Yeah. yeah. Completely oh, by the way, what's going on I, I in turn his life. into a murderous mm. woman every and I'm now trying and then. To, like, but yeah, <laughs> I'm going to distinguish this. Yeah. Promise a, uh, someone I'm going to go on a dinner date with them. But anyway, so, you know, he's not off the hook as well. 
But <laughs> again, this is exactly what I'm talking about. So then he is getting ready for the date and then realizes, oh, whoops, I'm turning into Mrs. Hyde, so I can't go on it. So he stays at home. And then when she realizes that she's been stood up, she decides to go for like a random walk through the streets. She was embarrassed. Exactly. She was embarrassed in front of her family. So she was pretending everything was all right. So I get that. I get she left the house. Why not go to somewhere like where there's other people like she she seemed like at first she was the fog fog. (laughs) there is something in the fog (laughs) how could you forget about the fog susan oh jesus christ anyway And that scene where like Jekyll is like going nuts about the the, the dress and she's like laughing like I'm like Susan get out of there. Also, <laughs> oh, um, it's so funny that he's women like, should be er- so angry women should it. be allowed to walk around in the fog and not get murdered. If she was you just victim blame, poor Susan. <laughs> if there was a guy, if there was a serial killer in our area that was targeting. Males in their thirties going bald, and I decided to go on a random walk through the street. Oh, you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. No. Maybe I don't deserve it, but I'm not going to fucking do it because I'm not a Susan. <laughs> I think both things can be true. This film can treat women terribly. And Susan can be stupid. Like I said, women should be able to walk around in the fog completely naked and be untouched. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I think we're all agreeing. They could be stupid as well. Yeah. 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 So why don't we concentrate on the murderer here? Well, it's a bit, it's a bit like, what are we going to say about Jack the Ripper that like, oh, you know, this is how terrible he is. Like, it's so, you know... It's so obvious that he's a he's a fucking serial killer. I just killer. hated this movie, and I'm really mad at Paul for why why. Hear ye, hear ye! Now is the time for hot or not. <laughs> Shut up, town cry! Everyone hates you. Is he a ghastly Ooh. ghoul? Is he an ugly tool? <laughs> Tell me if they're hot or not. Ooh. Everyone is ghastly in their own way. Yeah, I refuse to say everyone is beautiful in their own way because this is my first page of notes and I love getting Brendan to do this. Can you please read what I wrote here? Everyone is ugly. (laughs) My God, where was the makeup department? The wigs. The wigs. Well, there's going to be a lot of contention on this one. Okay. Hit me. Okay, let's start with Martine Beswick, who played Mrs. Hyde, the swapped version of Dr. Jekyll. All right, you're looking at me, so mm. I guess I'll start. <laughs> she is the uh, the guy Pierce of cheekbones for a woman. Like, yeah, she was she very was chiseled. Bam, like they yeah. were there. Yeah. yeah, she was a smoke show. She was, she was gorgeous. She was, yeah. She was a Bond yeah. girl. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought not, she not a great actress, but <laughs> <laughs> she yeah, I thought she was quite pretty, and I think what she did bring to the role, which was quite interesting, is like a masculine energy. So mm-hmm. even though she was quite pretty, she almost was believable in that yeah, way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, um, we can see why he was enjoyed being her so much. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
There was like a second where I like, like cause he was really enjoying his booze. But then I, fe- I felt like he looked down a little further and realized that he didn't have his penis. He was like looking for his boner. And then he was like, oh no. <laughs> oh boy. So Ralph Bates, who was Dr. Jekyll. My God. No. <laughs> <laughs> the most horrible haircut. Yeah. This, this is what I was going to say before. How bummed would you be that you were so much prettier as a woman than like as a man? Yeah. Like, my God, he he really lucked out in turning into that into her. banging yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. You I think, did not find... You think as an average-looking man, he should have turned into an average-looking average yeah, woman? He, no, he did not do it for me. Didn't like his style, didn't like his murderous ways. Horrible haircut. Yeah, even yeah. before he started murdering people, he was such a stick in the mud. Yeah, so, totally. like... There wasn't really much going for him. Nah. Yeah, I, d- I don't. I don't know what uh, Susan saw when she looked out the window. I saw. A and I mean, monster. did anyone think <laughs> that like those were the times, and Susan wouldn't have like been able to go to university, or like <laughs> she just was a naive little girl who lived at home with her mom? Look, uh, okay, are we doing Susan next? Like, <laughs> all right, let's let's do Susan. Can, can we? Yeah. Susan Broderick, who played Susan. Susan in the film. Let's talk. Let's look, talk about. So she's a, little- a real life Susan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be such a Susan. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like her, her. All right, we were talking about how dumb and naive she is, but she was such a lovely person she's as well. She's so angelic. That's, yes, and that's she was yeah. gorgeous. She even had this like little crooked smile that was just really cute and British. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, when, when I'm talking about how like it, it wasn't because I was angry at her, I was just I wanted her to get out of there. I, I wanted her to see things that I saw, <laughs> and I was like, Susan, but. <laughs> <laughs> she was a lovely person as well. Yeah. What do you think, Paul? Um, she frustrated me to no end. So <laughs> she is undeniably a pretty girl. But thank God, if you you like him, dumb Paul. <laughs> so it's fine so- when a man is dumb. <laughs> That a woman has to be everything. This is what I'm talking about. The barometer is ever shifting for women. <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> Even from so, a gay dude. So you, you're suggesting I should value Dumb dumbness. <laughs> the same I, way you do in men? Yes, that's equality. Um, I know what this is. Paul, I know what he's doing and I fucking hate it. It's like he thinks the episodes are better when I'm really mad. But it's like I do drive home and call my husband and I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> They're so mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'm not being mean. Uh, um, all right, I'm gonna give her a hot because because I'm a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Here's one for you, um, <laughs> Gerard Gerald Sim as Professor Robinson, the best friend of Doctor Jekyll, like the cop dude that came around or whatever. The professor, the guy was everything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, not hot. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
But he was old. No, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, so, not hot. Brendan? Not my my sort of thing. But <laughs> what about you, Paul? Um, I'm giving him a not. I was None actually None of re- the men were attractive <laughs> in this film. When they introduced him, I really thought he was going to be like the gay best friend. I was really surprised that he turned out to be like mm. the Lothario old man sleeping with every like woman in town. <laughs> yeah. I, I assume it was like a sugar daddy situation that they were all sleeping with him. Yeah, gross. Lewis Flander as Howard Spencer, the brother. Susan's brother? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. Who 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 is the person that he looks like that I could not put I don't my know. finger on? No? Is there is there like I feel like there's an actor that I was like, this guy's the splitting. Oh no, actually I know who I thought he looked like. This guy? As in Sarah Silverman's ex husband Mark oh. Michael yes, Sheen. Yes. Michael Sheen. Nah, it's someone else. Oh, really? That's who I think. But I can see that. And seeing that. as how you don't know anybody's name, we're going with mine. <laughs> um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I am going to give Howard a hot. I I don't know. There was something about him. There was an appeal to him. No. <laughs> His hair was incredibly bad. Oh, the hair was yuck, but... I don't know. He had like a... It was like a leftover women's wig. It was a leftover (laughs) women's wig that the hairstylist was like, I could style this for a man. I'll put some curls here. I'll make it look shorter. Like it was... So you were really digging it when like his sister was, you know, stood up and she's like devastated. He's like just giving her little quips to cheer her up. Yeah, Paul does like mean guys. He was still on a high from like, he's like, I'm going to fuck that <laughs> Miss Hyde later. <laughs> I did. I'm invincible, yeah. I did. I did appreciate how like down to fuck that guy was. <laughs> no like regard for anything is like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> so you giving him a knot? Yeah, no, not. Yeah, nope. The blind guy, he looked like the other guy in Good Omen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they had the same glasses. I was going to say, he had John Lennon glasses. You know, that guy, so obviously he was like one of the creepy, like, murderer guys before he turned blind. One of those weird morgue dudes. The Birkin hair. Yeah. Oh, was was that his story? He had a story. Yeah, he was hair. That was a twist. Can you believe they did a bit of. Wait. Oh, he, he was hair. Yeah, remember he got oh, the- this boobie's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for opinion swap, the segment where we scour through the internet to see what other people thought of today's movie. So the first one's from Jenna Ipcar on Letterboxd. She gives it two and a half stars. She says, there are so many bizarre decisions in this. Guy invents a potential cure for all diseases, but then when he realizes it will take him too long to actually finish it, he decides to go ahead and invent a serum that allows him to live forever instead. So where does he even start? With women hormones. Duh. You know how men go bald and women don't? And women got nice skin and stuff? Well, that's the secret to eternal life, idiot. After making this potion and then drinking it just for kicks, dude spends about five minutes grabbing his boobs and then immediately heads to town to pick up a bunch of killer red dresses and corsets, as we all do. I wanted so much to like this, but it was too bland. There are good moments, nice stalking in the fog shots, an attractive evil woman, Ralph Bates' luscious locks, 
Dorothy Allison's outfits and perfect face of dumb innocence. Actually, this movie is truly at its best when it looks and feels Giallo-inspired. Viewing Jekyll Hyde through rippled red stained glass stands out, all the bright red in general, but unfortunately it takes too long to get to that stuff and kind of drops the ball on the most fun aspects of the male-female twist. I appreciate the bizarre sister-brother love triangle, though. So that that review was written by me, except for the thing about the man's hair and the love triangle. <laughs> that was I agreed with everything in that. Except the the fog and night, <clears throat> the scenes like running around in the night. I'm getting they sick. They were shit. <laughs> <laughs> they were shit. That was that was like 20 minutes of the movie at least. <laughs> so much of that. Yeah, it, it was too slow. It, it did drop the ball. And, and the I same was when I every saw time. I saw the poster. When Paul said this is what we're going to do, I yeah. was so excited. I was like, this is going to be a really camp, like, yeah. 70s romp, and it wasn't. So, this is from Spy Fish. He gives it three stars. With a title, plot, and graveyard time slot, I was expecting a cheesy, laughably bad film. Instead, it was surprisingly well acted and engaging. <laughs> I'm not the only one. <laughs> I wanted it to be cheesy and funny. It just wasn't. It wasn't. There was not enough there. Yeah, I wanted it to be like a carry-on. <laughs> carry <on>. Yeah. <laughs> Doing Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Safe Driver, he gave it three stars, says, like all men who wake up in a woman's body, they go straight for honking their hooters in the mirror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lurid entry into a great tome of PG boobs. Wait, this was just a review on the boobs? <laughs> <laughs> Typical. <laughs> hey, so Jason gives it two stars and he says... This is very old-fashioned for a 70s Hammer film and doesn't play with the gender confusion nearly enough. Like, where is Dr. Jekyll running through the streets in a dress or waking up with a man? Thank you. (laughs) Yes, agreed. I think we all know what needs to happen. We need to remake this movie. Yeah. I think think a modern-day take on it would be amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, like, I'm pretty sure all of this stuff is out of uh, copyright, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like this is is the ideal kind of film for that, like, requires a remake. You shouldn't ever remake a good movie. You should remake a bad movie to make it good. Yeah, that's a real argument, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, movie producers out there listening to the show. Give the people what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Jumanji 3. (laughs) You know, Jim Fall, if you're still listening, director of the Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh my God. How's Jim Fall watch going? Did you ever get a a, a notification that he listened to it? Well, no, but in my mind, he definitely listens to every episode. And (laughs) I just have to say, like, what a good looking man. Yeah. Total zaddy. Yeah. So I'm definitely watching his Instagram. I'll tell you that. Do them all with it by the sound, do it. Slip into my DMs, Jim Paul. <laughs> all right, now we come to tenuous recommendations, the segment where we recommend a movie, television show, or other piece of media that is connected to today's film in some way, whether that be a shared actor, director, or theme. Or in Brendan's case, he will continue his plan to slowly kill us by destroying our brain cells with his tortured, barely tenuous links. So, me first? Yeah, sure. All right. So, my my link is... Uh, <laughs> 
I'm really, I feel like I'm going to disappoint my fans. Mine's not nearly as fantastical as last time. So yeah. my link is this movie, what it tried to do was link a bunch of different uh like stories and uh, you better not be folklore. doing League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> is that what you're doing? No, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's, it's terrible. terrible. It's a movie so bad. Sean Connery retired from acting after appearing in it because oh, <laughs> no one wanted it. But no, mine is uh, called Another Period, which is a TV series, uh, which is a, a mockumentary style uh, mm-hmm. telling of. Paul, you look like you want to say something already. Really, yeah. Well, all right, keep your, your eyes to yourself. And <laughs> <laughs> He's just always tell- mad at you. That's just the baseline. <laughs> um, and it's about, it's it's done in this, uh, the office, but in the 20th century. Sure. And uh, it follows this wealthy family and... Uh, Every every episode, like you know, um, the president of the United States, or uh, you know, all these famous people throughout history are like some somehow involved in the sure. lives of this family, and it's just a, a real farce, and it's funny, and it's full of people that uh, I'm, I love, and I'm sure Paul would you know um, love a lot of the people in it. Have yeah. you watched it? Who's yeah, it? I love it. I love it. Uh, so Natasha Allegro, uh, Ricky, was it Lindholm? Ricky, Ricky, not, Ricky, <laughs> um, and like <laughs> bunch of a bunch of guys from like the Stella crew. So like Michael Ian Black and the David, David Wayne, Wayne and the other cool. David, um, and, <laughs> no, the um, other Michael, and like a bunch of the Children Hospital uh, people. If you've watched Children's Hospital, no, it's just full of people who <laughs> cool. I think yeah. everyone loves, and it's hilarious. And uh, that's my recommendation. Yeah, it's it's really funny show. It's it just, really up your alley as well. You can totally edit this out, but where it can Stan. I, it's on Stan. Cool, yeah. great. Well, you guys, when I've been sick all these days, I th- I just assumed you already watched it. No, it's so like up your alley. Never hoid of it. Uh, My turn. Okay, um, I'm just doing Halloween because I refuse to delve into anyone's back catalogue because I don't like this movie. So I just it's a Halloween episode, (laughs) so I'm doing my favorite (laughs) Halloween movie. Woo! I'm sure I'm not gonna shed any light or like be spreading a gospel that nobody's heard, but I'm picking the 1993 classic Hocus Pocus. Nice. Um, have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, damn it. I really wanted to be able to tenuously get Brendan to it's watch got it the for guy, It's got mini-sode. the guy from Eerie Indiana. Oh, my God, stop. I've got this whole thing written. <laughs> Sorry. The cast is brilliant. Yeah. Bette Midler, SJP, Baby Thora Birch, and, yes, my childhood crush, Marshall from Eerie Indiana, who's just like, <laughs> I had a major Jones for him when I was younger. So, um, loved it. And the story is amazing. It's like some bratty dude moves to a new town, wakes up these witches and all these happy hijinks ensue and um bet midler and her friends sing i put a spell on you um and it's just 90s nostalgia good time halloween 10 out of 10 slam dunk film and you're missing like the most important thing about that film what the director i don't know who that is it's directed by Kenny Ortega, the director of the High School Musical trilogy and the Descendants trilogy. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I really did miss that important <laughs> fact. <laughs> well, now you know. I do. Right? Yeah. So we've actually it. both recommended a film from that director okay. on the show. So. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to recommend High School Musical somehow <laughs> <laughs> right now. Um, no. That's so, cool. Thanks for telling me, Paul. That, I'm really glad to have learned that. Yeah. I, no I'm more. being serious. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
So, and you know that they're making a sequel, yeah? Yeah, but I've heard it's that so focus. long. Yeah. Is it real? Well, Kenny Ortega's talking about it. Oh, so. my God. So, do you reckon some other kid is going to wake up the witches? I, I don't know. Fuck it, I would see the shit out well, of that Well, the thing movie. is, now that Disney Plus is launching, they're going to need so much content. content. Like, there's going to be a sequel to everything that Disney has ever made. There was going to be a remake and a if sequel to everything. You've got SJP and Bette Midler and, sorry, third lady, I don't know your Tina name. Jimmy. But you're very funny also. <laughs> um, it, I'd be so down. And yeah. maybe, like, Thora Birch would come out of hiding somehow. Oh, my God, that is perfect. <laughs> I have written the film for you. Yeah. The eerie Indiana kid looks creepy now, so let's just forget about yeah, him. Yeah, I'm sure he's yeah. the crush thing's over <laughs> for me. <laughs> so... When I was doing the research for what my tenuous recommendation was going to be, I was looking through the back catalogue of the Hammer Film Productions mm-hmm. who made this film. They're like a famous of course you did. <laughs> uh, British studio that were like really uh, – like they did all like the exploitation horror movies. They did a whole bunch of like Dracula movies and Frankenstein movies and uh, they also did like other genre films like a million – one million years BC with Raquel Welsh and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I was looking through the back catalog and I was realizing I pretty much haven't watched any of these films. Mm. So I thought I'm going to change that. So last night I rented uh, one of their 60s horror movies called Curse of the Mummies 2. Mm. And it wasn't great (laughs) but um, you still want the cred for doing a proper link yeah so i'm gonna fucking recommend it anyway Um, (laughs) can't wait to watch it paul (laughs) it's actually it's not he's just loading up a punishment one (laughs) (laughs) either of you say a word you're getting it in the next 10 tenuous swap no yeah it's uh the classic mummy story a bunch of people go excavate a mummy's tomb and then they're all cursed to be killed by the mummy. It's very like cheesy production values, but it was shot in like widescreen Technicolor. So it actually looks quite beautiful, but then like really like cheap backdrops. And like a lot of shitty and- hot potatoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like terrible acting. And there's a scene where like they catch the mummy by like trapping him in a net, which is just like really stupid. <laughs> and then like he just... Like, so what? was it really like camp and like like yes, a romp? Okay, very much so. Sounds great, but also treats his female characters quite terribly. So I think that must be. But a I mean, thing like of- I can put up with that when the, mil- <laughs> when the movie's better. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's very cheesy, but um, like I I think it would be perfect like Halloween viewing with friends kind yeah. of thing where you could just pay it out, um, and it's not so terrible that it would be a complete slog to sit through. So I guess my wider recommendation would be just renting an unusual horror movie you've never heard of for Halloween rather than watching That's the what same coming thing. to your house on Halloween is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my recommendation is everyone's invited. <laughs> um, the address is... <laughs> Five leg of mutton leg. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. That's how you do comedy. Now it comes to our rankings. Where would you put Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde in your list? I'm putting it in between the cobbler and a Christmas switch. So I'm putting it fourth from the bottom. Fuck. That's pretty yeah. low. I really didn't like it. 
and I'll take pretty cool and I'll put it where it's supposed to be. Oh yeah, okay. I, so this would be fifth. I feel like I'm in the same spot. I'm putting it between the the Christmas switch and the cobbler. All right, I'm gonna put my ranking of this film below. It's a boy girl thing. Oh, okay, that's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so what we learned what we learn week by week through this podcast is that Paul has actually very bad taste. <laughs> that's that's so fucking harsh. <laughs> Fuck you. That's the meanest thing you can say to Paul. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I control what you fucking watch, so you know. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I don't think we should record when we're sick. <laughs> okay, so next episode, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming and bring you our episode on the Meg Ryan and Alec Baldwin romance, Prelude to a Kiss. Are we going to re- continue to record it in this haunted house? Um, I don't know. We should do Maybe like a Blair Witch thing. where the ghosts... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see dead people. Um, so yeah, spoiler alert: we've we've already recorded that episode, and I can I can confirm you don't want to miss this episode. <laughs> you don't want to miss show. what goes on yeah. in that Prelude to a Kiss. Yeah, yeah, it, and I would recommend watching Prelude to a Kiss before. I'd before recommend you watching like a YouTube clip of it because I'm sure the best bits of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the cliff notes version. Yeah. yeah. Uh, You're not going to want to miss this one, folks. So, (laughs) until next time, have a very spooky Halloween. Halloween. And I was the ghost (laughs) of Paul (laughs) Mitty. I was the alter ego of Brendan Levi. I'm not good on the fly, so I was Lucy (laughs) (laughs) Thomas. Bad bye. <laughs> Swapcast is hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Two Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, recorded at Brown Town Studios. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.